0: I think what I, I think I really enjoy that so much of the comedy is, I don't know if this is a correct word. It's somewhat subtle. Like it just kind of comes through where like, it's like, they're not pausing for a punchline at least for like the parts that I really enjoy.
1: Encouncers, a more butter show where we talk about a wide variety of campy movies, the best of them, the worst of them. And I am your host, Amanda the Jedi, with, as always so far, until I get the pleasure of talking to Kenny J.D., we got Mr. Gigi.
0: Yeah, I'll get out of here soon. Don't worry, guys. But uh, yes, I am Mr. Gigi. Hello. Hi. How's everyone doing? Uh, please make sure to subscribe and follow the show on Spotify. It really helps grow this awesome community. By the way, the show's charting in the top 50 TV and film podcasts on Spotify. So keep leaving five star reviews so we can keep uh, or keep moving up to that number one spot. Really appreciate it, guys.
1: Absolutely. And today we are talking about uh, another cult classic, a 1980s cult classic space opera, Flash Gordon. Um, And there's I feel like there is a lot to talk about around Flash Gordon, um, even just having watched it. Um, Some of you may be very familiar with it. Uh, Others May have never heard it, but there's a really good chance that some of your favorite or liked directors are big fans of this movie. Um, so, Mike, have you ever seen Flash Gordon? What was your uh, what's your impression here?
0: Uh, the first time I saw Flash Gordon was like two hours ago. <laughs> so uh, first impressions. I like it. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed my watch. I, I will yeah. say so.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it in like 10 years. And the first time I saw it was with like my best friends in my like childhood best friend's like parents' basement. We were drinking. Like this makes it sound like I saw it when I was a little kid, but like I was not, I was an adult legally That's what drinking. I was
0: picturing the way you said it. <laughs>
1: I know, and my best friend's basement. So he hadn't moved out yet. He had moved his room down to the basement. But we just had a bunch of friends watching Flash Gordon on his TV because he said it was the best thing ever. And this is like the kind of friend that he'll say something's the best thing ever. And then it sucks. Mm. Or he just explains it so terribly that you think it's a completely different type of thing. Like I thought that Breaking Bad was a comedy the way he described it to me. So when I started watching Breaking Bad, I was like, homie, what what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, so we were like, okay, yeah, sure. Sure, Sean, Flash Gordon. And it was hilarious. And I just didn't know if it was like the combination of watching it with a group of friends, being drunk. Um, But no, I think that, you know, barring a couple of issues that are just time, like things were different, you Mm -hmm. know, I think, yeah, it's a really, this is a very solid, campy movie that's like intentionally, uh, it's very intentional on what it's doing. Um, But yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just held up pretty well. I mean, you said what, 1980?
1: 1980.
0: Yeah, that's this movie's held up incredibly well. I had no idea what the fuck to expect because uh, you suggested this. You were like, "Yeah, Flash Gordon." I was like, "I don't know why that sounds familiar in my head." I, I'm guaranteed, obviously, I've heard it in passing. I'm sure in other media too, but yeah, uh, watching it, and I was like, I feel like I thought it was going to be super, super like. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It's goofy it as shit, right? It is. But I was expecting like comedically bad goofy, but I was like, I'm into this though. And, like, I want the good guys to win. And mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of intense because of the fucking... Uh, the main theme, which is... What's it called? Falling Queen? By Queen? Is that yeah, what it's called? Queen.
1: Yeah, by Queen. Th- yeah, that's the other thing. The The soundtrack for this movie is all by Queen.
0: So, so good. So yeah. intense. Anytime She's that like, Falling flush. Queen theme played, I was like... <laughs> yeah, I'm into this. I'm, like, turning up the volume and shit. It was, it's so dumb. It's so cheesy, but... I, lo- I love this movie. This was great. I wish I would have watched it Watched it fucking Hammered.
1: I know, right? That's what I mean. So it's like it's already good, but then like being drunk just elevates it. And mm-hmm. like being around friends just elevates it. It's not one of those ones because so many times I watch movies and I'm like, if I had been with a group of friends drunk, I probably would have had an even better time or I would have had a really good time. This is like, no, this stands up. We're just heightening it. We're just making it yes. <laughs> bigger and bigger. Um, and it is infamous in a lot of ways because what you might technically remember it from, have you ever seen Ted?
0: I have seen Ted, yeah.
1: So there's a scene where Sam Jones, the guy who plays Flash Gordon, shows up because they're obsessed with the character Flash Gordon. Mm -hmm. Like Ted and Mark Wahlberg's character. And then he like shows up to a party. And like this is where it kind of gets a little iffy because I guess um, Seth McFarland, that's his name, right? The guy Mm -hmm. who makes... Family Guy, yeah. Family Guy. He said he was inspired by Flash Gordon to like get into making stuff so like family guys technically because of flash gordon like that's why it exists kind of nice but um there have been in recent years obviously so the the main villain his name is ming the merciless and he's basically just kind of like this it's all based on like these comic strips from like the 1930s and he's like he's basically got he's like he looks like the fu manchu it's kind of the thing he's like a caricature play on that so like in recent years they've had to pull the disney And before the movie plays on streaming services, they have to be like, there might be some issues of racial insensitivity with this. Um, Even though Ming the Merciless is played by a Swedish man. It's played by Max von Sydow. I know, but I think it's because they're... So then, but in their minds, it's like, yeah, but in those 1930s comics, this would have been a caricature for like evil asian invaders like evil asian invaders oh, okay. so it might be insensitive so that's the whole issue and a lot of people are like well no like that's not necessarily what i get from the movie it's not like he tries to put on like it's a not, accent like, an accent or, or anything. something this isn't yeah, like the last just,
0: samurai tom cruise or some shit it's yeah like, exactly what? like it's
1: one of those things it's like yeah sure put the warning on screen you know whatever but the issue is is that in ted homie's drunk and there's the guy who is like stop having the party and it's like this like Asian stereotype dude holding a duck. And then Sam Jones is like, Ming. <laughs> and that's when he yells like death to Ming and goes to tackle this dude in the Ted movie. So it's like, clearly Seth MacFarlane got that impression he, off yeah. of the character. He, he went but, all uh,
0: into the, that. That's his fault, sense fault. Okay. So clearly exactly. <laughs> I, I, I watched Ted and I enjoyed Ted, but clearly that part, I was just like, I don't know who the fuck Flash it's Gordon too, was, is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you wouldn't. And it's one of those things that you're just kind of like, what is this man reacting to? And it's yeah. like, oh, because Flash you get, Gordon's a character. But I hadn't. Like, I think I probably would have watched it like maybe you probably would have been like right after Ted. Maybe a year or something after Ted came out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, mean, that's like maybe I'd
1: seen it before Ted.
0: That's like most Seth MacFarlane media, especially Family Guy. Like if you just don't get uh, the reference, you don't get the reference because he's just going to yeah, go all absolutely. it.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, so then I know that like uh, Edgar Wright is also a huge fan. Like basically a bunch of your favorite directors love Flash Gordon.
0: And that should say a lot. Yeah. It's a it's a great movie. I, I really I really enjoyed it. Even like I tried to like obviously there's there's silly moments because I'm I'm sitting here trying to think of cons. Do you have any that come to mind quickly?
1: I think that it might be a little bit too long in areas and then like maybe wraps up too fast like that might be because it's kind of like they're like oh we saved the earth (laughs) it's done (laughs) i didn't understand that
0: with the fucking little like floating robot i was like oh they're gonna destroy him and then he like congratulates him and then he just like yeah like hops hop steps up with like his feet kicked back and i was like he's like yeah oh all right sure that's fine
1: yeah I don't get it, but yeah, just I guess just to to set the tone for people who are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Flash Gordon is, <laughs> yeah, we just kind of dove right in there. Um, but Flash Gordon uh, is a football player for the New York Jets, I think. Yeah. The New York something. He's a quarterback
0: for the New York Jets. Yeah,
1: he's a quarterback for the New York Jets. He, <laughs> I just love him in the beginning, though. Like he goes back and he's like, "Hi, my name's Flash," and the girl's like, "I know," but like his shirt, it just says <laughs> Flash. <laughs> it just says Flash on the shirt, but. So like basically, what happens is that like Ming the Merciless becomes aware of Earth because of some studies that a scientist is doing because he thinks that like the Moon is moving too close to Earth, which is literally like the plot of Moonfall, mm-hmm. which just came out. Which I have to wonder, did they come up with the plot for Moonfall from Flash Gordon? I have to look into that. Mm-hmm. But then like it just basically they they get. Pulled into this thing where the scientist tricks them on board the spaceship to help him with his plan, and then they get kidnapped by Ming, and then get pulled into some huge, like intergalactic battle to like free all these people who are being like oppressed or like overlorded by this one grand dictator. Uh, and they they put a shocking amount in this movie. You've got like different princes, you've got different like yeah. species of people, like different types of aliens. Uh, Like, I'm a big fan of the Hawkmen. They're pretty cool.
0: The leader of the (laughs) Hawkmen is great.
1: Yeah, he's great. That's like I have one note that is just kind of like my favorite guy is bearded wingman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has such good energy. I love his lines. There's one line where, like, when they're going to battle, I think uh, Flash is doing some crazy shit. And then the bearded wingman. I think it says like, "Well, who wants to live forever?" And then he like starts diving <laughs> yeah. down. But in his voice, he just bellows it out with his like yeah. fucking pearly white smile. I'm like, I-
1: yeah, he's got one of those big like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. one of those. It's I-, yeah. I don't know. There's so many things to like about this movie, and I think like just like the inner the inner fucking dweeb in me just enjoys having like all these sets and all these like armies or groups just all together in Mm -hmm. one area they all secretly hate each other and want to fucking overthrow Mm -hmm. each other i I don't know there's just so much like so much more was put into this than i initially thought going into it i was like there's a lot like there's so much effort put in this
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like it's basically uh Originally, there's been like a handful of different attempts to like bring this to some kind of like either like serial, like on screen thing from those comic strips. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this one guy had the rights from the 1960s. But in the 70s, George Lucas tried to get the rights to make this movie, mm. and then he couldn't get the rights, so he made Star Wars. Oh, so like one could say that Star Wars, which is a space opera, only exists because of Flash Gordon and like not being able to make it. Cause like, do you think? And I don't know, would, would Star Wars have had as much of like an impact if he had already made something like Flash Gordon? Would he have even bothered making Star Wars?
0: That's what that's one of those weird-ass, just like, oh, this didn't work out, so we got this fucking immense franchise that is fucking...
1: Yeah. Like a like pioneer Empire.
0: culture. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. That- that's what I mean. It's this... Movie is just really weird in that, like, people forget about it, even though it's a cult classic. It's inspired a bunch of stuff in sci-fi. Um... It has its issues, like all like every woman in this movie is just fawning over Flash, just like trying to like throw themselves at it and be like, put a baby in me, Flash, Mm. you know, like all of this stuff. But it's just so good and enjoyable, but then doesn't it's almost like one of those ones that it's like, you know, when you hear bands that are all like, This is the band that your favorite band likes that like you don't know about, like this is the movie your favorite sci-fi director loves that you just haven't watched yet. Mm -hmm.
0: And I, I, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. When I was watching it, I kind of got, like, uh, I got the vibe where it's kind of like the Princess Bride, but in space. And I was like, I, I love it. this, because I love the Princess Bride. That's a great movie. Same. And then just having this, just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like... I, I've never been. I mean, I have been. I've been rarely pleasantly surprised on blind watches like this, especially for like old cult class classics or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, recently we watched Leprechaun. Not the not the <laughs> same experience. Just want to throw that not out well, there.
1: Thirteen years did nothing for the cinematic experience <laughs> for Leprechaun. But
0: um, I love that Max von Sydow plays Ming. R.I.P. Max von Sydow. Yeah. I love Max von Sydow in yeah. The Exorcist. He's great. He's uh, he was in Game of Thrones. He's, 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 he's such a good actor, even for like what appears to be such a goofy fucking character. I was like, he just stays, he stays on point though. Like it's, it's goofy, but like he's with it.
1: Yeah. He's goofy, but also like imposing, Mm -hmm. like he's so confident. He's all like, yeah, I'm fucking hot shit. I'm going to kill you and take your bitch. Like that's (laughs) what's going to happen here today. You know? Uh, And like, there's like, like Timothy Dalton is, is in this as one of the other princes. Is he and Prince he's like, Baron? He's one of the, he's one of the Bond. Yeah. Prince Baron. Yeah. Prince uh, Baron. I was, the yeah, the other ones, yeah, the green people. Okay, yeah. 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 The Timothy Dalton. So like James Bond. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so enjoyable. Like, it's just like, I, I, I didn't know how you were going to take it. And I hadn't seen it in so long that I was like, maybe I'm crazy. Like maybe this was only good. Cause I was drunk. It was a moment <laughs> in time. I was with my friends, but like, no, there's like, real charm and camp to Mm -hmm. this like at one point they're they're fighting he's fighting uh timothy dalton prince baron at the end at one point and uh you know it's like this it's the fight to the death but then girl comes into the side it's like flash i love you but we only have 14 hours to save the earth and it's basically just kind of like hello i know you're getting like bull whipped to shit here but like stop fucking around pal
0: this is also why he's being like literally strangled to death
1: yeah like the the whips right around his neck and then she comes in with like flesh like i i love watching you frolic around with your boys but
0: <laughs> i i think what i i think i really enjoy that so much of the comedy is i don't know if this is a correct word it's somewhat subtle like it just kind of comes through Where like it like they're not pausing for a punchline. at least for like the parts that i really enjoyed like when they're doing they do telepathy yeah. In a weird way, yeah. they have like telepathy machines where they speak to each other. And while Flash is like reaching out to Dale, I think her name is.
1: Yeah, yeah he's Dale. just talking. Yeah.
0: He's like, yeah, no, I, I'm alive. Trust me. Over. It's like he's doing like a walkie talkie thing. And it's like,
1: yeah, exactly. And
0: like, there's no pause. They're not like, all
1: right, now no. you laugh
0: at the joke. They're just running through the dialogue. I'm like, this is so good. This is so good.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so good. And there's, like, deception going on. Like, he was supposed to be killed, but, like, this princess manipulated this dude that wants to be with her to, like, inject something in his arm to keep him alive. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you at the same place later. Meanwhile, she's, like, planning to, like, bop off planet with Flash to start their new life together. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a movie shouldn't be able to have this much, like, slammed into it. It's got a decent runtime. It's, like, an hour and 50. But... It shouldn't be able to like slam this much into it and still work and be enjoyable. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's like a space epic. You could imagine that everything that happens in this movie could take place across the trilogy, but it's one. Mm-hmm. Just one movie and it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Do
0: you have a favorite character in this movie?
1: I do. I, I still think, I do think it's like, a it
0: bearded Hawkman.
1: It's Wing. I think it's Bearded Hawkman. He he turns into a little bitch after a bit, but, like, early on when he's like, oh, we have a challenger that might be able to... Because there's this whole scene where Flash needs to fight people and he's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. And they're like, here, take this egg thing and pretend you're playing football. Mm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, now I can do this. And, like, every once in a while, like, if somebody goes into the bearded guy's orbit, he'll just, like, bop them on the head real quick. Like, (laughs) Like, (laughs) I love that shit.
0: It's... How about you,
1: I also like... I, I don't know why I like Prince Baron, even though he's a little bitch a little bit, too. I just like Timothy Dalton in that role. He's very like, yes, I will stand with you now, Flash. It's just very regal. Yeah. He's like the Sasuke. I, I was I, I was hoping
0: <laughs> he wasn't going to be a cunt near the end because... I mean, he's obviously against mm-hmm. him the entire time because he's like, yo, try to fuck my girl. Not cool, dude. But uh, when he finally got on his <laughs> exactly. side, I was like, all right, this is... I like how this is all coming together here. This is fun stuff. I mean, I like a lot of the characters... Like I said I I yeah, I love Max von I even like his fucking stupid minions the the Squid Game characters with the with the, with the faces.
1: <laughs> yeah, the ones that get yeah. football. <laughs> yeah, like his his like main guy, the main guy that gets like when he dies, sorry spoiler. It's like his face just oozes out of the mm-hmm. mask. Like bleh. but he looks like Doctor Doom. It's yeah. like they're like Yeah. Yeah, we got we got Victor Von Doom here. It's or like was Victor Von Doom based on this character i, I didn't i, I didn't no understand
0: that the 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 random gruesomeness that you just mentioned because when he died it just like randomly cuts yeah. to a shot of like f- like a fake tongue hanging out like just dripping eye and his
1: eyes just sh- yeah i was like that's very graphic for the tone of this. Yeah, they caught me off
0: guard. And the other the other person who dies, spoilers, which is like another one of his minions, one of the girls, I don't know, I don't know her name, mm. but she also just melts at one point. And I was like, Did I did I miss yeah. something with this? Where like they just I, I don't know, just evaporate or some yeah, shit when know. they die. I don't I don't think I've seen that. Yeah,
1: it's like that that particular species of alien, I guess, or that race of aliens, not species, but like that race mm-hmm. of alien just evaporates when they die, like I don't, I have no idea. It's, it's, it's fun. And it's one of those things, like, sometimes it's, like, did, because I would say that Dale has a lot in common with, like, Princess Leia as a character Mm -hmm. a little bit, just a little bit more like, oh, yes, Flash, I'll marry you. But she's still, like, she's headstrong. She's a little bit of a badass. The way they'll, like, they've got the whole, like, hiding around the corners with the blasters, which is very Star Wars. And I'm, like, did, because I know that they finally decided to make the Flash Gordon movie because Star Wars did so well. They're, like, shit, this, it's our space are in now let's do let's do one of the ogs we're finally gonna make good on the property i've owned for the last like 20 mm-hmm. years um or so so did it take like inspiration from some of the stuff i felt star wars did well or did star wars just take inspiration because george lucas couldn't make flash gordon i have no idea because i'm not going back to read comic strips from the 1930s i'm sorry
0: yeah <laughs> uh, i i don't know it's
1: it's fun That's for me. It's fun to think about, though. It's like, where did the influence stop and end between these Mm -hmm, two things? Definitely,
0: I think one bearded hawkman is my favorite favorite character. After jumping around with it, I think there's a lot of enjoyable characters, but I think he just he brings this energy and him being one of the leaders of like the really the two armies we kind of get well three armies I guess if you're counting the villains as well that we get familiar with. I I just think he brings a lot of energy. Because, like, Flash is, like, kind of, like, uh, he, like, plays it cool mostly. So it's nice to have this just fucking oomph character come in. And he, like, rides along yeah. his side. And they're just boys, like, ride or die. He's like, bro, I'm not leaving without you. I'm fucking... And the CG, the 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 green screen of the Hawkmen flying to attack is so <laughs> yeah. just charming to look at. But also sad as hell. Because yep. so many of them die. And we see so many of them just get gunned yeah. down and just like fucking just like loose body into eternal nothing terrible and i'm like oh man this yeah he's losing all his people right now this is hard to watch like yo come (laughs) on guys dive a little faster we're we're getting fucked right now
1: no i totally agree which sucks and i didn't like obviously at one point he's kind of like no man every man for himself i'm not sacrificing myself for this fight but then it's like really wholesome because like flash is just like the golden retriever of people he was like i'll forgive anyone i'll Mm -hmm. save anyone i'll do anything so he escapes this explosion on this speeder rocket that he somehow finds this like space speeder bike and he's like calls him right away and it's just this like wholesome moment of all like thank you for giving a old bird a second chance or something like that (laughs) oh my oh my god And today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Haritos, the all-natural made with real sugar soda that comes in a glass bottle in a variety of delicious flavors like lime, mango, guava, and the ever-elusive watermelon. If you want to figure out where to find Haritos yourself, click the link in the description down below to use their store locator and stop by Walmart to pick up their fiesta pack so you can try all the flavors for yourself. Thanks again so much to Haritos for sponsoring this podcast.
0: We kind of brought up the cons, right? Because you, you said, like, it was kind of, yeah. like, runtime.
1: There's some runtime issues. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're, like, it, it's, there's dated issues. There's just issues where it's, like, things might not fly in today's market. And I can understand how some people would be bothered by certain characters or what characters are supposed to represent. But, overall, I think that the positives outweigh those negatives.
0: Yeah, there's, like, you know a, isn't there, like, a quasi-roofy drink that yes, there is. are forced to drink? So yeah. they can um, be with. Ming, right? Ming.
1: Yeah, literally. He's like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm the merciless. You think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have anybody I want whenever I want.
0: Yeah, so, I, so I get that part. Yeah. But
1: yeah.
0: like you said, I don't yeah. think it's gonna, there's not really a huge amount, huge amount of focus on it. So it, no. I, I don't think it'll deter your watch at all.
1: No, it really is just like the main focus of this is that it's just this like intergalactic space opera with like different, like, species of aliens and like just different like a different basically you you're from earth and then you go to space and find out there's this whole other fucking system going on that is the same as earth where people are fighting and different people leading different areas and it's just like a nice little slice of that um how would you feel if i told you that this was supposed to be a trilogy that didn't happen
0: well i mean once again spoilers if you guys haven't gotten the memo by now it does end on a cliffhanger but i just felt like it was a meme like oh hi you're just playing into it right because it puts like the yeah. question mark and then it's question like oh. mark?
1: the end so,
0: but it yeah. was originally supposed to be supposed to be a trilogy
1: yeah and i think by the time they would have edited that part in they knew it probably wasn't going to happen because something happened between um uh i forget like something de Laurentiis some whoever the guy who owned the rights to it i don't think it was the director but he was the guy who was basically the main producer behind it. Mm -hmm. Him and Sam Jones apparently had some kind of like irreconcilable feud. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Um, And it just obviously you can't have Flash Gordon without Flash Gordon. Like they didn't want to recast the titular character um, who they found on a dating show, by the way. That's how he got cast.
0: Flash? Flash.
1: Flash. He was—he uh, was on a dating show. He was actually a football player. Oh. He was on like one of those like mystery date shows or something like that. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find the show.
0: I forgot what, what oh, the with the like old school one or like the most classic one where it's one girl and like three guys set. And the other I think side. that's what it
1: was. I think what it the was fuck that. Is that show called uh, Sam Jones Dating Show. What Was he on? Um,
0: man, I'm dog shit for oh not knowing God. the name. The Dating Game? That one, right? The
1: Dating Game. <sighs> yeah, the, yeah dating the Dating Game. game. Yeah, and that's like the guy who owned the rights, I'm pretty sure. This something De Laurentiis uh, was his wife saw, was like, this guy would be perfect. Look at him. He's like an All American. He was, he's literally a football player. Like, let's go. That's but apparently it still took 10 months to cast him.
0: Oh, because they were probably going through a he- lot of dudes. That's funny. They yeah, he on had to him. go. Through, he had no yeah. prior like acting experience. He's just yeah, like ah, he's good looking and at an athlete. He can pull it off.
1: Yeah. Okay. The guy, the producer's name Dino De Laurentiis, I think De Laurentiis or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently, they got into a feud.
0: That's fucking. Ass. And that's
1: why there was never another flash gordon movie
0: feels fucking bad that would have been
1: uh, to the point that i think they had to bring in a different voice actor to do some of like the adr stuff in post oh
0: so oh so that's why you said when they edited that sequel part they already knew like there's no coming they
1: must back. yeah exactly they had to have known if they had to bring in a different voice actor to like finish things up like they had to know that's trash yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild. but
0: now that you bring up the dating game thing and that he was like an athlete i feel like now that that just helps him Honestly, Flash's so. character in the movie, I think that just helps him because like that's what he is. He's supposed to be just like the all-American dude. That's what he, he's not yeah. supposed to be anything else. He's just the guy, but he has the humanity in space. Yeah. Yeah, no. And he just randomly
1: knows a lot. Like yeah. when things start going bad on the plane on Earth, he's all like, "Yeah, turbulence is just when like the wind levels go above the clouds." <laughs> and he's about to explain to her like the physics of turbulence in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. But then it's actually an alien invasion. So.
0: Yeah, it's just hot hail r- raining <laughs> yeah, from above. Yeah, hot hail.
1: That, that is, there's a moment where you're like, where is this movie going? Because the screen is just flashing hot hail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: I was like, hi. Sure. I don't know what I'm going to see, but I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah, they're like, the, the graphics have not come along enough to show a visual representation of hot hail. Yeah. I th- so we're just going to have to put it on screen. They went with a fucking <laughs> velocipaster method of <laughs> I,
0: I think the I think the closest <laughs> thing we see to it is just like a red rock on the floor. Yeah. But just one. Just that the one. scientist looks at and he's like, I forgot what he calls it, but yeah, that's that's basically it. But overall, man, I was I, I was with it. I'm really glad you suggested this.
1: I'm glad. I was like, because I was just I was I feel like the last couple of times we I've unintentionally dominated the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because it was stuff, like, I'm intimately knowledgeable about. Twilight. So I was like, Twilight. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. I just, I didn't know nothing about the lepre- Leprechaun. So I was like, let's do something you know. And then I was like, let's just do something that I at least know, but I have not watched in so long that I feel like I need to refresh my memory on whether or not this is actually enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And it is, because this is one, like, this is just enjoyable to watch for the type of movie it is. It's like one of those intentional campy movies. and knew what it was doing, and I think it did it well. It, like, got Queen to do the soundtrack. Uh, the budget was actually, like, pretty large at the time. I'm seeing anywhere from, like, 20 to 35 mil. Makes sense
0: for everything Which was, like, seeing. quite
1: a bit. Yeah, it was quite a bit in, in the 80s. Like, that was more, I think, if it's the 35 million, that's actually more than Empire Strikes Back ended up on after they had to keep upping the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> budget. So, like. They were working with a lot, and you can see it. Like when the se- when the special effects work, they work, and other times it just adds to the charm, you know. Yeah, I mean, because because a lot uh, of it ends
0: up being well, well, the majority of the movie ends up being in space. So when you see people travel through space, yeah. or you see the Hawkman flying, or they yeah, capture people, see, like, and they're just
1: so bad,
0: just still, just not really <laughs> moving too much. But it's like, oh yeah. yeah, they're gliding right now. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, when they're using that, like uh, the telepath, the telepathy machine over their heads when they're far out it doesn't look too bad but there's a couple of close up shots where they're like really close like it's so easy to tell that their heads are just not on anything other than like a green screen yeah. and then they've <laughs> just put this like ridiculous background behind them because they've made no attempt to like level out the lighting yeah it's, but it's it just adds to things
0: yeah it's the most like crazy hazy looking space i didn't really think about it until now but just like completely it just like a fucking just a, a busted nut of colors just randomly all over and it's like this is i I didn't really think about it so not till you said it
1: yeah because it is because you're like oh that's this planet but it's like all haphazard and ice chunk it looks like just a floating ice chunk in a sea of like cotton candy Mm -hmm. skies but not in the way that like our actual skies can look like cotton candy it's just like ridiculous yeah pretty much but uh it, it is fun i know that for the scene that they were doing with um like timothy dalton and him when they're fighting when it's the whole like we only have 14 hours to save the earth mm-hmm. apparently that platform was actually like 25 to 30 feet off the ground i think or meters. yeah not meters It would have to be feet and they were just there were just boxes on the bottom they just kept falling off and like landing in boxes just
0: cardboard boxes he was like it was kind
1: of Apparently, that's what he made it sound like it had to be like some kind of stunt box or something. But like he said, that's not really where they got hurt. It was more just trying to avoid the bullwhip actually hitting you in the eye. So like they were actually like using whips to like go back and forth. Dude, They must have swung that
0: damn thing like 40 times during that fight. And that's excluding any outtakes they have
1: that's what i'm saying i'm just going i just saw an interview with sam jones where he was all like yeah like that was like really fun but yeah we just kept falling off of this platform and it wasn't too bad but i'm like so that's why like any of the wide shots i'm pretty sure that is an actual like bullwhip going at them and then the close ones they just kind of use like the sound effects and yeah
0: it's just, did, say, did he say so anything much. about the spikes because that's what worried no, me i kept seeing that and i was like are those real was
1: had say i feel like the ones on the outer rim were real because every once in a while some of them wouldn't go back down Mm -hmm. and know if it was intentional or not so i feel like they had to be cg for the most part because like there's too many liabilities there Uh, that's
0: what i was thinking but But i saw them like i kept like trying to pay attention to their movement and i was like it looks like they're very clearly avoiding them yeah i don't know if it's just good editing whatever the fuck but i was like it looks like like he, Flash is literally like wrapping his hand around one and wrapping his hand around another. Like careful, careful. That's true. So, I was like, oh, okay, okay, we're going for it.
1: Maybe they were real in certain shots and not real in. Maybe, others, maybe that's but... what it. Like
0: one where they're not going to be as agile and jumping around. I believe that more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so where do you think this ended up on like the rating scale? I don't know if you looked it up at all. Where do you think? Uh, this I ended? haven't
0: looked it up, but if I had to guess, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. I would say... 85? 85?
1: For audience for, or critics? I'll say...
0: Oh, man, critics kind of suck, but I think they'll, they'll see the power in it. I'll say 85 critic, and I'll say... I, I kind of want to go same. 85-85. Is that wrong?
1: You'll be shocked fine. You're close. It's 83 for critics. Okay. Critics... A handful of them are just kind of like, you know what? I saw what they were going for, but I don't actually think it worked. I thought the comedy was bad, and I laughed at times that I didn't think they wanted me to laugh. Mm -hmm. And I was like, personally, when I laugh when I didn't think they wanted me to laugh, it just added things. I just liked it more. But audiences, 69%. Oh, we suck. A lot of the recent reviews are high. Like, a lot of them are good, because I feel like people, most people kind of realize that like you can have a campy movie and have it be enjoyable. And then other people are just kind of like, this is like stupid.
0: <laughs> so, Do you think it's just one of those things where it's, it's built up to be this very infamous movie. So people are just like expect the highest or.
1: I don't know. I almost think it's like, I feel like it's, it's weird. Cause I'm, I'm scrolling and most of the recent reviews are all like at least the three and a half and above. And then you get the odd, like one star. So I feel like it, I don't know how far back I'd have to go to start seeing all those like really what really dove reviews. the
0: fucking score.
1: Yeah. Cause I do know that like the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes are weighted like if anything lower than a three and a half is considered rotten. Whereas like a critic could review something, a two out of five and then still give it a fresh rating if they wanted mm-hmm. to. So it's weird, but Yeah, I just think it's probably, like, I I feel like a lot of audiences don't know how to engage with intentional camp, like, things that are supposed to be, and that's fine. Like, not everyone's going to find it funny, and some people just don't want to deal with, like, over-the-top acting. They want things to feel more, like, serious or... Delivered on point, um but I, I just think this nailed the tone that it was going for, and it just like stuck with it the whole way. Everybody committed, everybody was on board, like even like if you were supposed to be a goofy character, you were a goofy character the whole time. If you were supposed to be more regal, you were regal the whole time. like Timothy Dalton took this just as serious as he did James Bond, yeah. you know, like same with cedo he 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 nailed it, he fucking took it seriously,
0: yeah, yeah
1: and so yeah no
0: yeah no i think i think you broke that down perfectly everyone stuck to their role there yeah. wasn't a random time where like max von Cito or prince baron just randomly broke character and became this like fucking goofy yeah. slapstick asshole it's just like no they're they're just who they were it, They're who they're supposed to be yeah, in that it, universe
1: exactly and it works so well um but yeah i don't know if you have any uh where do where do you think uh where is you where does your rating fall uh, on the on the one to ten one being the th- Tent on fire and ten being the the tasty delicious s'more that you could make out of that tent.
0: Well, fire. on the, on our beautiful camp counselors scale, knowing what the movie is, knowing what the movie wanted to be, man, I'm feeling I I'm feeling kind of like an eight eight and a half, honestly, on this. Maybe more towards eight and a half because I just nice. I, I really did enjoy my watch. It was, and this is oh, yeah. a movie I would also definitely rewatch. like i would love to have this on when i'm like cooking dinner or something it's just because uh, i feel like it's yeah. be a good movie and shit just fucking get drunk too why not I, I don't know i yeah i think eight and a half for yeah me.
1: every once in a while you get like the queen music just ripping in the background like the just it gets so
0: good it's so good
1: it's so good like even like even though i hadn't seen it in so long the flesh just burned in my brain forever i love it it's so good definitely um, and I think also getting Queen to do your soundtrack in the '80s is like impressive. Ultimate flex. It's very ultimate impressive. Flex. Yeah, it's an ultimate flex. Like, it's so apparently this is like one of the Queen's, like the actual Queen's favorite movies.
0: That's awesome. That's lit.
1: I'd have to double fact check that, but I am actually pretty sure that she has literally run into some of the actors and had them like say things, like "Flash is alive," like. <laughs> You know, like stuff like that, uh, so I'd have to double fact check that, but I believe it I could mm-hmm. see it, you know um so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna give it I feel very comfortable giving it like an eight i'm I'm real good at like that that eight mm-hmm. zone, and I think there are moments where it would go higher, depending on like the scenario in which I'm watching yeah. it and i think it's uh I, I think it's really easy to see why a lot of different directors and creatives really Definitely. enjoy it um because it does like a lot of these like basic you know, sci-fi or just basic story elements, and brings them right down to their bare bones, but then has it on such a like, huge scale that everybody clearly really cared about, which is always nice to tell. So yeah, this is a this is a delicious, tasty s'more, and I would I would assign it the buttered Ooh. badge. It is it the buttered <laughs> badge. You I just said. made it up on the spot. I just made it up on the spot. I would personally assign everything that I've covered on the show except the leprechaun, the buttered badge, but I'm insane. But this I think is like. This is genuinely good.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. Every movie I've watched on Camp Counselor, Leprechaun's the worst, hands down, right? Twilight, VelociPaster. Yeah. This Flash Gordon.
1: Leprechaun in this.
0: I don't know what the fuck else I watched, but.
1: You watched a sushi one. Dead
0: sushi. Yeah, I'll take dead sushi all day. Over. <laughs> yeah, Leverkus by yeah, far the worst so- fucking movie I saw yeah. here so far.
1: Seriously, it's just yeah. Not it's good. it's
0: not even I'm close dude. There's <laughs> no like oh what kind of no doesn't match up at all. No. Don't shit.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's where we land on that. Um, but yeah, uh, that is gonna do it. I think for this episode of Camp Counselors. If you guys have seen Flash Gordon, let us know what you think. Did you? like fall in love with the with the style of the aesthetic. Are space operas just not your thing? So you did not vibe with it. Let us know down below. And as always, if you'd like your question answered on Camp Counselors, make sure to leave it in the form of a five-star review on Spotify. We'll answer it on the next available episode. Um, we, we filmed two of these back-to-back, so there have been no questions in the last 20 minutes. We checked. This, we checked, we checked, um, or, you know, we, yeah, but please do, please ask us questions. We'll maybe we'll do a little Q&A segment in here sometime, which are always fun. Uh, so make sure to follow The More Butter on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and subscribe on YouTube for more of our great faces and Kenny JDs. So thank you so much for listening to the Camp Counselors podcast. And Mike, would you like to take it away with a formal outro there?
0: Yes, I am, Mr. Gigi. And guys, please do not forget to butter your popcorn. Happy camping, guys. Thank you for watching this episode.